0: This is Money Made Simple, the financial podcast that keeps it simple and gets to the point. Kia ora, everyone, and welcome back to Money Made Simple. We hope you had a lovely Christmas and have had, or maybe are still having, if you're lucky, a great summer break. How are you, Liv? Did you have a good holiday?
1: I had a great holiday, thank you. We were lucky enough to get overseas for a bit, so my hubby and actually my brother came along. So yeah, it's always nice to get to spend some time catching up with family and friends. We had lots of interesting chat about the new government, what's going on in the markets, what interest rates and inflation are going to do this year. Absolutely thrilling, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, quite different chat at my place, I think, love. I did make some New Year's resolutions oh, about
1: money, though. I'm so glad. Go you. I'm you proud keen, of me? Yes, I am keen to hear all about that.
0: <laughs> um, and maybe some of our listeners did too.
1: Mm, we reckon that the new year is the perfect time to assess your financial situation, set some goals for the coming year. I mean, hey, if you're listening to this, you're currently spending – your time listening to a money podcast, so you're off to a great start.
0: Yeah, totally, a great start. So today we're going to cover Golden Rule number six, in the book version of Money Made Simple, and that is choose diversified passive funds.
1: Mm. This is, of course, applicable to anyone investing their savings via KiwiSaver. You know, there's a huge range of KiwiSaver funds available in New Zealand to choose from across all of the providers. There's 30-something providers and hundreds of funds across us all. And we believe in low-fee, predominantly passively managed funds for the win. It's obviously the core approach of Simplicity as a fund manager.
0: Yeah, and then sort of beyond KiwiSaver, if you've paid off your bad debts... Remember our
1: Good and Bad Debt podcast a bit earlier on?
0: Yes, so this obviously doesn't include the mortgage, but if you've paid off those bad debts and maybe you have the ability to save... In addition to your KiwiSaver investment, this is a potential option for you too to help grow wealth with this additional money. You put it into a managed investment fund or, or funds, funds yeah. yes, which is also diversified and follows some kind of index.
1: AKA passively managed, which usually tends to cost less than actively managed funds. Yeah. So let's get into it. Cool. So diversification basically follows that classic saying you've probably all heard, don't put all your eggs into one basket. So Apply this to your investment strategy rather than investing in one or a few or a concentrated group of assets you look to spread your investment dollars across a range of different assets and asset types.
0: Yeah, so when we say different assets, this might mean a range of shares where you invest in lots of different companies and lots of different industries across lots of different countries Mm -hmm. or across different asset classes or types. So your portfolio would be made up of a combination of shares, bonds, properties. Or even cash. cash, yeah. Yeah, and we tend to call these diversified funds when they contain a mix of asset classes.
1: Cool. So, I mean, why do we need to do that? What's the benefit of doing a big mix or diversifying?
0: Let's look at a concrete example of Mm. that. So, say you'd invested all your money in, say, Walmart shares.
1: Everyone knows what Walmart is? Yeah, it's
0: a big US company, one of the biggest supermarket chains in the world. You can pretty much buy Anything you could ever imagine there. Anything,
1: honestly, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and it's a
0: pretty solid performer and maybe you just feel like it's a good bet. So you've Mm. invested all the money into Walmart and this means that your asset allocation is 100% in shares and those shares are in just one company. This would be classed as a pretty risky approach because if Walmart share prices were to slump due to unforeseen circumstances, and and this has happened in Walmart's history. Yeah,
1: like as recently, I think, as 2022. Yep. Yep. So your
0: portfolio would crash alongside the share price. Mm. This may not matter if you're invested for the long term because it's very likely that share prices will rise again, but maybe they don't. And plenty of companies, big and small, go under, as history tells us, over and over again.
1: Or maybe you have unforeseen circumstances of your own, so something happens in your life or you've reached the point where you need to access the money. And in that case, that would mean taking it out while the share price has slumped, you'd have to lock in any losses when you sell those shares.
0: Yeah. So you could buy a few other shares in the retail sector to further diversify, but to properly diversify an investment portfolio, you would typically include shares from different companies, from different sectors, and as we said, also from different countries. Mm.
1: There's also the option, as we just mentioned before, to diversify across what we call asset classes. So for example, bonds or other fixed income assets or property, and that would protect against the volatility in the share market that you classically see
0: Yeah so in this example if the share market crashed or dipped significantly. For so the whole
1: share market. Yeah
0: the pricing of the bonds or property or cash might have held steady. So if you had yeah. diversified your portfolio then you are spreading the risk mm. and where one goes down one might go and up. And that does
1: happen right I mean quite often with bonds versus shares one swings up when one swings down. Yeah yeah and we'll go into that later. So the COVID pandemic provides us another great example. I mean, who could have seen that coming? There had been talk about potential pandemics... But who would have guessed that it would happen at such a global scale and affect countries over such an extended time period?
0: Yeah, I don't think anyone guessed it would have quite the impact mm. that it did. Mm. And at the beginning of the lockdown, markets across the world did significantly drop and it was pretty scary From investors. I remember that, yeah. yeah. We didn't know what was coming, what was happening. We had no experience of this. And over that period... Shares in plenty of companies, such Mm. as retailers, lost a lot of value. Yes. But others, like medical supply companies, for example, their shares actually gained in value over the same period. Yeah.
1: So even in a crisis... If you had invested in both types of shares, so medical supply versus the retail goods, the gains from one could have helped offset the losses in another.
0: Yeah. So I guess one of the key points here is that no one can predict the future. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to work out which investments are going to be winners and losers in any given year. Right, Liv?
1: Yes, absolutely. So when we're talking to people about diversification in person, we show a slightly confusing looking But super handy chart produced each year by Mercer. What's it called? The Periodic Table of Investment Returns. Yeah, we'll include a link to this in the show notes. But for those who don't want to go and check it out right now, let's have Jenny paint you a brief picture.
0: Okay, so imagine a table, (laughs) 10 columns across (laughs) and 10 rows down. Each column is a year. So we go 2013 through to 2022. And each column is made up of lots of different coloured boxes, each colour representing a different type of investment,
1: aka a different asset class,
0: so shares, commodities, property, bonds, cash and more. So for each year, the box at the top of the column performed the best and the box at the bottom of the column performed the worst. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the coloured boxes, it's a random mess.
1: Colors everywhere. Colors everywhere.
0: If you were to try and follow an asset class through each year, over those ten years, over those it? ten years, yeah, they, it jumps around all over the place. Some years it might perform well, and other years not so well.
1: Yeah. So that table that Jenny's talking about is a great illustration of the unpredictability of different types of investments or assets. From year to year. So despite what some may tell you, it's actually super hard, bordering on impossible, to pick which investments will perform well and which will perform badly at any given time or in any given year or years. You
0: just really don't know what's coming around
1: the corner. Exactly. So by choosing not to put all of your eggs in one basket, to go back to the beginning of this, or diversifying – You protect your own investments from what we call market volatility and unexpected events.
0: Like the pandemic or more recently war or any number of things that can affect them.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one pretty simple way to build a diversified portfolio is to invest via an index fund. Jenny, can you tell us a little bit more about index funds?
0: Sure, I would love to. Um, One thing we do know is that despite this unpredictability and the ups and downs of the market overall, in general, the market tracks upwards over the long term. So if you look at any markets across the world over 5, 10, 20 years, the trend line slopes up.
1: Yeah. So index funds basically try to mirror a market or sector or whatever a particular index fund is aiming to follow. They have a portfolio of investments that match or track the components of a financial market index. So for example, the Standard & Poor's 500 index, which is more commonly referred to as S&P 500, or the NZX 50, Or a bond market, like in the case of our New Zealand or international bond funds here at Simplicity. It's not just shares that indexes can track. Yeah.
0: And the indexes are made up of lots of individual company shares. Or
1: other asset types, if not shares. Yeah.
0: And in the case of the S&P 500, it's 500 of the largest publicly traded companies in the US. Mm. Or the NZX 50, the clue is really in the names, isn't It's made up of 50 of the largest companies listed on the New Zealand
1: Stock Exchange. Yeah. Yep. So an index fund will try to match the performance of a specific index by investing in all or at least most of the companies in that index. So what are the key benefits of an index fund? Basically, they include giving you broad market exposure, so diversification, as we keep talking about, and generally they have lower operating expenses given the automated nature of investments that fall in or out of any given index. So it's basically rules-based
0: Which is different to an active fund manager who is actively researching and picking shares and trying to time the market. So they're trying to choose investments and then decide on the best time to buy and sell them to make the most money. And so this takes resources and expertise and obviously costs money. A fund manager that's investing via an index fund builds a portfolio whose holdings mirror a particular index and then they usually just hold on to them.
1: So it's that whole buy and hold strategy. Yeah. So let's let's put this into an example. We love examples obviously and it's a lot easier to kind of envision. So imagine, theoretically, if you put ten thousand dollars into IBM shares. So what does IBM stand for? International business machine. Just cast your mind back. Some of you won't be able to remember this, but 20 years ago, it was a pretty exciting technology company and probably would have promised some big things. So you put $10,000 into IBM shares 20 years ago. As of July 2023, so just a few months ago, your investment, that $10,000 investment would be worth 29180 So that is an annualised return of 5.9%. Which isn't that bad. No, sounds good, right? I mean, a 6% return over 20 years, you're probably not going to sneeze it. But let's compare that to the S&P 500. So those top 500 companies in the US, which is basically the biggest market in the world. Yeah. So over the past two decades or 20 years, that $10,000, if you'd invested it in the S&P 500 instead, would have grown to Drum roll, please. $66,530, which is an annualised total return of 10.1%.
0: So can you just remind us of what your investment would be worth with IBM?
1: $29,180. So compare that to $66,530. That's over double the total amount. So the moral of the story is 500 companies versus one, the market wins, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be some individual shares that perform really, really outstandingly over that 20-year yes, period, I can, right? I can
1: think of a couple probably. I think Apple and maybe Microsoft have been, you know, huge performers in yes. the market.
0: But can you pick those winners and can you guarantee that you're going to take your money out at the exact time when they're worth When it's
1: gone nuts. Yeah. Yeah, no, I certainly couldn't and I, I, I remember I certainly didn't when I used to do my kind of share picking and, and thinking that I was going to time the market.
0: So I think we've kind of naturally moved on to the other key point that we're covering today, which is the benefits of a passively managed fund.
1: Yeah, I think it's probably worth doing a whole episode on active versus passive fund management, and we'll do that sometime in the near future. But let's take a quick look at the basics now.
0: Okay, so basically passive fund management replicates a specific benchmark or index.
1: Yeah, like we've like, just been exactly, discussing. Yep. In
0: order to match its performance. And the premise of active management is basically that with the right research resources and skills, it's possible to outperform the market. So you're going to buy and sell individual shares or other investment types at the right time in order to generate better returns than the
1: overall market index. Mm. And there's always been plenty of debate about the best approach, including ourselves. Um, Active investment managers will be doing their analysis and research, but of course they are using their judgment and experience, which considering that we've talked about that markets are unpredictable, can be little more than an educated guess.
0: Yeah, and of course some years they'll get it right, Mm. and other years they might not. (laughs) And over the long term, it's very hard to beat the performance of the
1: market. Exactly. So I know we both have our own retirement savings in diversified passive funds. Are there any other advantages to doing this?
0: Yeah, I think right back in one of our early podcasts, we talked about how the real currency of money is not dollars and cents, but it's actually our emotions. Mm. Um, how we feel about how much we have or how little we have. It all ties into our psychology.
1: Yeah, And there's a well-documented issue called loss aversion theory. And it basically means that we hate losing a dollar more than we love making one. So the worry about losing money makes us tend to act out of fear.
0: Yeah, it can be really easy to get swept up in the news stories or scary predictions about the state of the economy. And then you sell your investments out of fear of losing more money. But in doing so, you crystallise the losses and miss out on any subsequent gains. Yeah,
1: and that was a really common thing that happened at the start of COVID actually, wasn't
0: it? Yes, we saw that with a lot of our own members even, that mm. there was a lot of concern as the market started to uh, track down. Bottom out,
1: yeah. Yep, yep. And so being invested in a diversified and predominantly passive fund means that no matter how bad the news, you know that you'll likely have some losing investments, but some winning ones too, and you'll be no worse off than the broader market.
0: Yeah, and that just makes it easier to sit through the bad times. Mm. Your investments are tracking the market, which might mean you're going to have a bit of a bumpy ride sometimes, but in general and over time, it's
1: trending up. Mm. And over time, if you're saving just a little each week, like is the case with KiwiSaver, and the markets go down, you're actually buying the same investments you bought last week, but effectively at a cheaper price. So that's like buying investments on sale.
0: So when markets are down, you're getting more for your money. And Mm -hmm. when markets are up, you're getting better returns. So it's a win-win.
1: Yeah, we love a win-win.
0: Okay, so hopefully everyone's feeling good about diversification and you'll be checking your own investments are well diversified. Not to say that you can't invest in some of the stuff you love and are comfortable with, but overall, Mm. we think it's a good idea to see some diversification within your total portfolio. That just makes sense. Mm. So what's coming up next time?
1: We're going to be discussing risk versus reward in terms of the different KiwiSaver fund types available. So it's all about choosing the best fund for you based on your own personal risk appetite. Thrilling, right?
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining
1: us again. And happy New Year's, everyone. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. This podcast contains personal opinions and is intended to provide educational information only. It doesn't relate to your particular financial situation or goals and is not financial advice or recommendations. Simplicity New Zealand Limited is the issuer of the Simplicity KiwiSaver Scheme and investment funds. For product disclosure statements, please visit Simplicity's website, simplicity.kiwi.